I know the world is a toxic place. Uh, in many ways, it is. There's some wonderful things, but even if you go to Disney World, you know, they've got an agenda. You know, <laughs> even the most the places that you have your guard down, many times there's an opportunity to get contaminated. And sometimes you just want to watch a little TV and relax. And uh, if you don't have your guard up, there's something creepy on there. And you're like, wait, <laughs> I was just relaxing watching TV, and now someone's trying to indoctrinate me. Or something's trying to seep into my life and contaminate me. And that's just because it is the way of the world. And thank God for the blood of Jesus. And thank God for his word because it has a cleansing effect on us. It has a detoxifying effect on our lives. And I want to talk to you tonight, today about detoxing your life. Uh, I remember we recently had some shrimp. You know, every now and then you stop inside the road, buy some big old shrimp and and, uh, you know, it's, it's all good when you're cooking them, and they, they seem delicious, and they are, and you eat them. And then you didn't realize that those shells, they had juice on them. And you put them in, in your garbage, and you think, that's yeah, not that bad. I'll take out the garbage tomorrow. But you forget one day, and even one drop on your tile, if you forget one drop of that shrimp juice, you're going to walk in and think, what died in here? And, you know, even if it doesn't take that much, but just a little bit of that contaminates the air of the whole house. And you have to clean the kitchen, grab the bag, and you vow, I'm never going to allow that in my life again. And it's, it, that's what it's like with toxins. It, a little bit goes a long way. A little bit can toxi toxify. I'm getting up there with a new word, toxify. <laughs> Let's just say poison. Let's just say contaminate, or you could say toxify. Well, <laughs> my, my, uh, my original pastor, Pastor Louis LaMonica, I got that anointing. He would just make up words sometimes. He would, and I would just love it. I'd say, dying, that's a new word you never heard. He just created it. I think I did too today. Toxify. Anyway, a small bit can, see, being toxic, it doesn't mean you have to have, be completely poisoned. It just means you have to be uh, contaminated. You know, one drop of poison in your coffee is not good. Come on, somebody. One drop of some kind of arsenic in your coffee is not a good thing, Even if you, especially if you have one drop every day. A toxin is not something that you should get used to. So let's read what Jesus said about it. Mark 7, verse 14. And when he called the multitude to himself, he said to him, hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from the outside which can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile the man. If anyone has ears, let him hear. In other words, there's something spiritual here. Pay attention. And when he had entered the house, away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said to them, are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from the outside cannot defile him? Because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all food. And he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man? From, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Say that with me. Evil thoughts. Adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these come from within and defile 
Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, let your word uh, decontaminate our lives. Let your word cause freedom and clarity and truth and health as your people hear them. Let your words be life and health to all that receive them. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Now, this word defile in the Greek, it means to become stained or polluted. It is just like uh, when you dye or stain something. You know, there's a difference in painting something and staining it. If you stain it, you can still see the grain. If you paint it, it just covers it completely. So this refers to something different, like when you stain a white shirt, you get a stain on it. It's got a, a, a red stain from uh, spaghetti or whatever. It, it's, it means you're still the same, you're just a little different. It's still You can still see the person, but they're different. They're contaminated. They have changed somewhat. You've seen them through the filter of something they accepted. You're seeing them through the filter of something that they have, uh, uh, the garbage they have not taken out. You're seeing them through the filter of something they have tolerated that they shouldn't have tolerated. It's still them and you're still you. You look in the mirror, you look the same. You feel pretty much the same, but it's you, but it's the contaminated version. It's the stained version. It's like a filter, like these lights. If they put a blue filter, I would look blue. If they put a red filter, I'd look blue. And some people, you're you, but you're like the blue version of you. And it happens to Christians, it happens to people in general, that they, they start out clear and clean, and then they get contaminated. And so the Bible here teaches us something extremely important. And he's saying this, wrong thoughts have the ability to contaminate the body and the spirit. Wrong thoughts have the ability, or evil thoughts, he starts off saying, have the ability to contaminate. You'll still be you, you'll still have your life, but wrong thoughts can contaminate you and your body. Because he is referring to the Jewish dietary laws here where they couldn't eat pork, they couldn't eat shrimp, they couldn't eat shellfish, they couldn't eat this, they couldn't eat that, they had, you know, everything was kosher. And it was part of the Old Testament that if you ate pigs or ate uh, whatever, you know, almost everything we eat in Louisiana, I mean, everything we eat in Louisiana, crawfish, pigs, you know, everything but chickens. And even those have been shot up with uh, something. You know, they, they raise those chickens in like three days. They're like chicken, little chicks, and three days later, they're like, <laughs> you're like, you know that ain't right. They, they got some kind of radiation, like a Hulk kind of machine, like, <laughs> what is it, gamma rays? <laughs> they can't get, a chicken just can't grow that fast. But we're eating, I'm eating the one this afternoon. <laughs> right after, but I'm, I'm praying what Jesus said is true because it says that, uh, that, that he made all foods clean, that a food cannot contaminate you. Jesus said it. The Old Testament, that right there, that's where the New Testament said, hey, Jesus made all foods clean. That's where he, the Bible says he did it, that it wasn't an afterthought, but Jesus said he made all foods clean by that. And then the Bible teaches us that foods are made holy by prayer. And the word, that we can sanctify our food through prayer. So I'm not going to do a, you know, you shouldn't just eat this or you shouldn't eat that. But because in the Old Testament, God taught them that it would contaminate their spirit because they were disobeying. And it would contaminate their body. So he said, stay away from these foods because they contaminate your spirit and your body. And Jesus said, hey, wait a second. It's not food. It's not what's going into you that messes you up. It's what comes out of you. Because what you eat just goes out. It's not, it's not a drinking a beer that contaminates you. It's what's inside of you that contaminates you. 
It's not what you did or didn't do that contaminates your... The, the indication is your body and your spirit is more contaminated by what you think than what you eat. Or what you drink. A contaminated mind contaminates the body. He's teaching here. To have a healthy body and a healthy life, you must have a mind free from contamination. Jesus said it's your thoughts that mess you up. It's your thoughts that make you where you are. If you're, if the indication is if you're struggling physically, don't just look at what you're eating. Look at what you're thinking. Because the truth is what you're thinking is what made you eat that gallon of ice cream. Come on, somebody. You know you couldn't eat the whole thing. You know you couldn't eat the whole thing, but you didn't stop because you was, it was like a crack addict. <laughs> I mean, you got halfway through that bluebell pralines and cream, and you're like, I ain't stopping. I don't care if it kills me, I ain't stopping. I got, your stomach's hurting. You're getting dizzy. I mean, just one more bite. You know your body wasn't telling you that. It was your thoughts telling that you that. And most people, when they eat, they're not eating because they're hungry. They're eating because they're addicted to the feeling they get. It's their thoughts. So if you say, why am I the way I am physically? It's more about your thoughts than what you're eating. And you can get a guy to tell you, hey, stop eating this, stop eating that. You're going to lose weight. And you might. Uh, but most, the, the high percentage of people that start diets, they end up heavier after than before. Because they, they may have changed a few habits, but they did not change the way they thought. And because the way they think, that's what contaminates your mind, that's what contaminates your body, and that's what contaminates your spirit. If you could change the way you think, you can change everything about your life. Avoiding certain foods does not cause you to live healthy as much as averting, uh, avoiding certain thoughts. Now, you know you heard me say it before, but... The American Medical Association says 75 to 95% of all illnesses are psychosomatic. That means psycho, the psyche means the brain, soma means the body, means the effect of the mind on the body. That, I mean, you're talking about just about all. If you could get your thinking right, you could get your body well. I didn't say that. Science says it, that everybody they see, it's what their mind did to their body. And the high percentage of that is stress. Anger, bitterness, pressure. It's that that, you know, when you're young, you're bulletproof. When you get over 50, if you're still stressed, you're going to die. You can take all the medicine you want. If you didn't learn to think right, like, you know, when, when, I, when I was a, uh, my parents, I was born a little later in life. Uh, you know, I was one of the last children. That's why I'm so young. My sisters are so old. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, that's why you look at them like, dang, they're old. That's because I was a baby. And they were like, a, they're the other family. They're so much older than me. Especially Sharon. Don't, don't just see. <laughs> I'm just sending out a message through the waves. But, uh, but I was, uh, but, but I, I can see that my sister Kitty, my, the older kids, my parents were all stressed out. And, and my, my, <laughs> my sisters were all stressed out too. Because my parents, but then later in life, my parents were like, oh, they'll be all right. And that's when I was born. So I had that gentle attitude. They went overboard with Wallace, somewhere you know that guy. <laughs> but you know, as you get older, things that you th thought were a big deal and that were the worst thing in the world and you had to change right now, you realize, you know what, it ain't all that bad. 
And so you started thinking different, and you didn't realize that you were so stressed out, you were messing your own kids up. You're like, my kids are messed up. No, they're a reflection of you. If we could get you fixed, your whole family would be all right. So God wants us to change the way we think. So 75, 95% of all illnesses in the hospital today are psychosomatic. And they also say that 75 to 90% of all visits to the primary physician are uh, psychosomatic. I feel like this and I feel like that. It's people, more than anything else, what's causing you problems is the way that you think. The health of your body in the long run is determined by the way you think more than anything else. You cannot listen to me closely because I know the doctor will tell you something different because he's got some kind of motivation or incentive to tell you different. But you cannot take enough medicine to make you think right. He's going to send you another prescription. He's going to give you, but you can't take enough medicine to get you started thinking right. If you're thinking wrong, you're going to still be stressed. I don't care how loaded you are and how knocked out you are. you got to stop thinking that way. You won't need to take that medicine. That medicine won't fix you. I'm not against medicine. I'm just saying it won't change the way you think. Having physical struggles, whatever they are, can be the result of the mind contaminating the body. Now, most of us are, are struggling uh, as we get older, especially with uh, genetics. I know the president, uh, they had the physician look at the president, and here he is, 70, what are you, 72? They said he's in the best shape of any president I've, I've examined. This guy examined three or four presidents. And, of course, the guy eats, you know, McDonald's. <laughs> he ain't worried about it. And they said, well, how, how is this guy in such good health? He goes all day. He's embarrassing to me, making me feel, you know, I'm like, I got to do something, drink it energy drink or something. But uh, they say, the, the, the doctor said it's just genetics. How many know some of those ladies that can eat whatever they want and they never gain weight and you just hate them for it secretly? They're eating the third piece of pizza and you're just eating bark and still gaining weight? <laughs> hey, what's the deal? No fair. Y'all know Brother Eddie, you, you know, Brother Eddie, my associate pastor, Brother Eddie had chocolate stash wherever room he was in. There was a, I said, Brother Eddie, you got some chocolate around? Oh, I got some. <laughs> you knew. He had chocolate in every single room, but he always was this big around. And, you know, some people just walk by an Oreo. <laughs> he doesn't look at an Oreo. They think about an Oreo, and the Bible says, their body just responds. <laughs> I mean, even when they, they start gaining weight before they start the diet, just thinking about a diet made them hungry. <laughs> up at midnight eating, you know, chips and dip, just thinking about going on the diet. I could, it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I got to get prepared. <laughs> but, you know, all of us, when we see one of those people, we think, you know what? No fair. I want those genetics. How many of you have ever looked at a picture of your mom or your grandmother like, I got that. I got that from her. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for the jaws. Thank you again. <laughs> Thanks for the hips. Appreciate that. Little gift you left me with. 
And genetics are one of those things that we always say, you know, uh, it's my DNA, man. I got a blueprint inside of me. My parents gave it to me. And no matter what I do, my, 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 my genetics are, are, are trying to get me to be like my dad or like my mom. And, of course, it's, we know that's a fact. That's a, like a, it's like a blueprint inside you of this information. And, and, and we think, well, you know what? You can't fight genetics. You can't fight DNA. Did you know they found out that that's not true? I'm, I'm going to read an excerpt from Switching on Your Brain by Carolyn Leaf. This is a, 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 speaking of new research. Research shows that DNA actually changes shape according to our thoughts. I thought you were stuck with your DNA. No, your DNA, what you received was what your mom and them thought. They just gave you the program that they put in place because that's the way they thought. That's why when people get saved, many times they stop handing down alcoholism and, and drug addiction and all the things that can be handed down. They stop because something in their DNA changed, and it, didn't, it wasn't just the church. It was actually something. They found out that thoughts are actually proteins. That when you have a thought, it's actually something tangible that can be passed down. And that your thoughts, you say you can't fight DNA. Yes, you can. According to science, you can fight your DNA with your thoughts. As you think those negative thoughts about the future, that toxic thinking will change your brain, wiring in a negative direction and throw your mind and body into stress. According to Dr. Herbert Benson, MD, president of Harvard's Medical School Mind Body Institute, negative thinking leads to stress, which affects our body's natural healing capacities. In other words, toxic thinking wears down your brain. That's what they found out. They had some guys that, were, that had AIDS, and they found that the ones that were thinking negative, their body wouldn't heal. But the ones that started thinking more and more positive, they responded to treatment and healed like 70% quicker. Because their mind was affecting their, see, uh, their, your body's ability to heal itself is connected to your brain. And your brain and the way that you're processing things determining how your body's responding. So it's true, like I said the other day, when you, when you start saying, oh, how you doing? Good, no. Oh, really? Your body's like, take that message down and put it into motion. You know, let's let that hair start falling out or turning whatever. But it is a lot to do with the way, that, according to science, the way that you think. The studies showed that thinking and feeling anger, fear, and frustration caused DNA to change shape according to thoughts and feelings. It was actually retracting. When you thought negative, angry, stressful thoughts, the DNA was like, I can't take it. It started retracting. And a lot of that stuff that should have been functioning like healing, joy, Health, all that stuff, it was now muted and couldn't, it was going into another direction because the thoughts were causing it. I, I, I was reading a study, I'm not a psychologist, but I was just wanted you to know what they say. They, they, I mean, you may have heard the, um, it's two shakes, the shakes study that they did. They had two shakes were like, like from um, you know, Chick-fil-A, really rich shakes. But one of them they put low carb diet shake and the one put high in fat shake. And the people uh, drank the same shake. And you can measure your body when, it, when it's, when it's um, 
eating something fattening, your body excretes a certain hormone that tells your body to get rid of it. You know, like when you're on a cruise, your body's just like shooting that stuff. Get rid of it, get rid of it. Because it says metabolize it, get rid of it. So when you are thinking this is bad, this is fattening, this is terrible for me, then when that happens, your body, is you, you start secreting this uh, hormone that says turn your body's engine on and get rid of that stuff. And when your body says, oh, this is diet, this is good stuff, I can eat this, your body doesn't excrete that. Basically, it's saying keep it. Did you know trying to diet, you can gain more weight than not trying to diet? According to that study, that's, a, that's an actual study. Look it up. And the idea was this, that you thinking that it was fattening got your body moving. You think, some of you think that you're on, thinking you're on a diet and just because you're eating bark doesn't mean you're losing weight. Because your body can send it, according to your thoughts, can send a signal, don't burn that up. So your thinking is affecting your body. In fact, your mind, see, your brain is programming your body and your mind is programming your brain. They are not the same thing. Your mind is something that you have control of and your brain is something that's happened as a result of your, your mind. Are you still with me? Is that too technical? I know you're thinking, like, can that be? It's an actual study. That your DNA is changed by the way you think. So being toxic is killing you. It's one thing to say, well, I'm kind of sad and I just like being negative. It's the way I am. Really? It'll kill you. I'm not sure if you want to feel good about those things any longer because there comes a time when you have to let go of the things that are hurting you and take that shrimp garbage out. Because nobody's going to want to live in that house anymore. Just a few drops of toxin can ruin your life. Are you still with me? So the takeaway here is that when we operate in normal love design with God made us, which is being made in God's image, we are able to change the shape of our DNA for the better. Just stop and think about that. If you will just stop being stressed out, worried, angry, guilty, all the things that you deal with, then you can, the Bible says, you can renew your mind. And this study says you can change your DNA. That the actual, your genetics that you're giving your kids can be different. And the rest of your life, you can begin to move in a better direction. That is a powerful thing. So when we make poor quality decisions, when we choose to engage in toxic thoughts, for example, unforgiveness, bitterness, irritation, feelings of not coping, we change DNA and the subsequent genetic expression, which then changes the shape of our brain wiring in a negative direction. This immediately puts the brain into protection mode, and the brain translates these poor quality toxic thoughts as negative stress. This stress then manifests in our bodies as sickness and weakness. Now, the most exciting part of this study was the hope it demonstrated because the positive attitude, the good choice, rewired, listen, rewired everything back to the original healthy positive state. Did you hear that? The great thing is not that negative thoughts could kill you. The good news is God's word can heal you. Beginning to start thinking God's thoughts can make you well. God can rewire you back Come on, you ought to give God a shout. Say, yes, I want that. I want to be rewired. 
right? So the science basically proved that you can renew your mind. So when the Bible said, renew your mind to accomplish the will of God, the Bible knew exactly what it was saying. Your mind just needs to be new. You need to stop thinking that way. Start thinking God's thoughts, and you're going to be healthier, and you're going to be changed. You stop listening to those things that you've been listening to, and start listening to what God says. Look at somebody say, detox your life. Let me read a scripture before we, I'm going to bring it on home here. 2 Corinthians 7 says, this is the Amplified. Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Now, I want to, you guys ready to do some detox right now? You know, every Sunday is a detox, and you need it. Look at somebody say, I think you might need it more than me. Your detox, you're way overdue for a detox. You need a detox every week. Y'all, some of you need to come Wednesday and even Thursday night when nobody's here. You just need to come for a detox. Ain't nobody here just out there in front of the church as I just came. I got got another detox. So we're going to do a detox right now. So stress, listen, stress is the enemy. Stress is the evidence of toxic thoughts. If you're constantly feeling sad, miserable, under pressure, unhappy, this is the evidence that you are toxic, that there's toxic thoughts, and it is the main cause of your physical problems. If you've you're got issues in your body, different issues that you're struggling with, I don't care what it is, whether it's overeating, drug addiction, or some disease, it all has to do with something that's toxic inside of you, and it's driving you rather than leading you. The normal state, listen, I want you to get this in your spirit before we go to our detox real quick. The normal state of human beings is peace, joy, happiness. Say it with me. Say the normal state of human beings created in God's image and likeness is peace, joy, happiness. Now listen, fear, depression, perversion, resentment, all of these are the result of contamination and pollution. In other words, that's not you. That's just the way, no, that's not the way you are. That's the result of the pollution, whether it was pollution you were handed down or the pollution you accumulated on your own. And it's toxic and it has a way of cutting your life short and cutting the quality of your life uh, down to survival. Now I'm going to give you five, we'll do some little decontamination. Ready? Five common contaminated thoughts. I should say five common Christian contamination thoughts or contaminated thoughts. All right? Number one. Thoughts of guilt, shame, and condemnation. Thoughts of guilt, shame, and condemnation. What do they do? They bring anxiety and it creates negative stress and it contaminates you. I need my, yeah, I need to play because we need to decontaminate. You need to come into some peace. God loves you. Some, some people, when I was teaching, the moment I started teaching about your thought life, some of you started feeling condemned. He's right. He's right. I'm no good. He's right. I just needed to, I needed to hear that today. I was starting to think I was good. I realized I'm an idiot. I'm terrible. <laughs> you got a problem. But your problem is not that you're terrible. The problem is that you always feel condemned and you feel guilty too easy. 
I mean, if someone hangs up abruptly on the phone because they're in a hurry, you think, are they mad at me? You start feeling guilty. Did I say something? Hey, chill. If they're mad, they'll tell you. Stop imagining that they're mad. Stop imagining that you did something wrong. Stop feeling guilty all the time. Stop feeling condemned. I should have done that. I should have done that. I didn't do that. You know what I need to do? I need to stop saying I need to, please. Would you stop saying we need to get this clean? We need to get that done. You're stressing yourself out. You don't even need the devil anymore. You're on auto stress. I mean, the devil's like, hey, no, this is a wrap. That's, a, that's just, that's on auto stress now. <laughs> Make up your mind. Come on, just lift your hands. Say, God doesn't want me to feel guilty anymore. Or stressed. Somebody said, well, you've got to have guilt, brother. Listen to what the Bible says. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. That means in the Greek, it means no adjudging of guilt to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. I don't feel guilty. You know, people want you to feel guilty. People like to manipulate you with guilt. They want you to do stuff. They, they try to make you feel. But look, do what you do because you wanted to do it. Do what you do because it's the right thing to do. But don't do what you do to make you not feel guilty. That's a, that's a wrong motivation. And some people, that's, religion wires you with, wires your brain with constant state of guilt and shame. Today, come on, confess what we say. Today, I'm detoxing. I'm going to live in the power of love, joy, peace, happiness. I'm going to obey God with my life. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to repent, brush off my legs. And I'm going to move on. And that's going to be the end of it. I'm going to live today completely forgiven and completely free. Ah. Number two, thoughts of fear and worry. Thoughts of fear and worry bring anxiety and they bring stress. You're worried about your life. You're worried about your marriage. Worried about your kids. Worried about the government. Worried about your car. Worried about your job. Come on, man. Look what it says, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. We're going to detox. Don't be, this is, the, this is the Passion Translation. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about anything. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So your, your, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real and honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Come on, you ought to shout. Say, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> do you want to detox? You go, oh, I got so much going on. I got so much. I got so responsible. I got so much. Okay, chill for a second. Start praying and stop worrying. The Bible said just like go on into prayer and give that to God. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Well, I've got to do something. What you got to do is give it to God. And if he tells you to make a phone call, make it. 
He tells you to send a letter, make it. Send it. Have lunch, have lunch. He tells you to apologize, apologize. But you're not going to carry that around every day. Come on, say what we say in Jesus' name. I'm detoxing from fear and from worry. My life belongs to him. The birds ain't worried. He takes care of them. And I'm not worried either. I'm going to live in peace today and every day. Number three, thoughts of sadness, depression, and defeat. Well, I have to be sad. So much bad in the world. So much happened to me. I've been through so much. Please give it a rest. You say, Pastor Bray, this is part of me. No, it's what happened to you. It is not part of you unless you make it part of you. There's a time to grieve and there's a time to walk on. That's an event. It's not a state of mind. Sadness, depression, oh, I got fired. I'm so sorry. Listen, don't worry about it. You got to let that go. You got to let it go. It's killing you. It produces anxiety and stress. What does it say? James 1 verse 2, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulty, see it as invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. He said, make it all joy. Make it all joy. You got fired. It's a great opportunity. Somebody was ugly to you. Count it all joy. Jesus said, rejoice when people treat you ugly and mean for my name's sake. Great is your reward in heaven. Reverse whatever your reaction was. Reverse it. Because God has a way for you to think joyful about everything. You have a way of God has a way for you to think about it that's going to turn it into a blessing. It doesn't have to be a curse, that hurt, that loss, that lack, that thing that you went through. It doesn't have to be a source of death. It can be a source of life if you'll just let God change the way you think about it. What the enemy meant for evil, God is using for your good. What the enemy meant to destroy you, God is using to build you up. What the enemy meant to kill you, God is using to heal you. God is raising you up through it. God is changing you. And God is raising you. And he is lifting you. You go through something difficult, you qualified for more grace. And you're going to become a deeper, stronger. You're going to be better. Not bitter. (laughs) Number four, thoughts of inadequacy, pressure, and being overwhelmed. This is a a woman thought. And if you're a man, then you're a little bit woman-y. I'm just teasing. You're not. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. But it is the thoughts of inadequacy. I'm not up to it. I feel overwhelmed. Thoughts that say you can't take it, you can't take it anymore, you can't go on. Those kind of thoughts, evil thoughts. Evil thoughts that lead people into all kinds of evil behavior because you feel like giving up and you just want to feel better. And whatever you got out of, you get back in. And when you start feeling overwhelmed, 
You are not overwhelmed. God is with you. God is for you. And you're going to conquer whatever it is that you're facing. Philippians 4 again. 13 through 15. This is also the passion. I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things. Whether in fullness or in hunger. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Oh, y'all should have shouted better. I'm going to read that last one again. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to overcome anything. Come on, shout a little bit loud. Say, yeah. Now, if you know your Bible, if you know your Bible, you know that scripture in the King James says, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can take it. You can make it. You can overcome. You can get over. You can get around it. You can conquer it. You can have what God said you have. Tell somebody, I can. You just need a little encouragement. You need to think different. Huh? You need to think different. Come on, Jesus. I'm going to finish. Are y'all still with me? I know I'm preaching a long time today, but y'all needed a detox. It's not my fault. It's yours. <laughs> That's why I'd, I'd have been done 20 minutes ago, but some of y'all, y'all just, y'all so, y'all got a detox. I just, I can't quit. I, I thought I washed it all off, and there's more on there. I have to keep going. <laughs> all right, number five, thoughts of anger, bitterness, and strife. You say, well, thank goodness Christians aren't angry, bitter, or in strife. You know that ain't true. You know that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. You didn't even know trouble until you became a Christian. You never got your feelings hurt. You became a Christian, everybody hurts your feelings. <laughs> you either get under or you get over it. Right? It's easy to get anger. It's easy to be bitter. It's easy to let things, because life hurts. I know. I know. But you got to choose what you think about that. It's easy to get bitter and remember what people did or didn't do or should have done and what God didn't do. You can get yourself all confused and upset and angry and paint yourself in a corner you can't get out. This is the New Living Translation, Ephesians 4.30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You say, that's too simple. No, the person that you're mad at, just give them a hug and say, you know what, forget about it. I don't just forget, just give them a hug and just love them. Say, I don't care. What you did is not that important. What you didn't do, it ain't going to ruin me. I'm just going to love you. I'm just going to forgive you. I'm not going to overlook it. I'm just going to forgive. Because Jesus forgave me. You see, I've heard that a thousand times. But you know, that's why we have communion. Because you got to hear it a thousand times. Because it, that gets on us. We get mad. We get hurt. And, 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 and we, it becomes part of our thinking, which brings anxiety and brings stress 
and which causes us, our DNA changes. And instead of becoming more like Jesus, we become more like our mama or more like our dad or grandpa. We yield to that DNA instead of being transformed by his truth. Now stand up with me and we're going to finish today. I want you to lift your hands to Jesus if you don't mind. Because this is like a real detox where you just let go of it. I could preach that particular sermon every single week and every week it would be relevant to everybody. That's just the truth because we all get, uh, we get, we have to wash our clothes, we have to wash our shoes, we just all tend up just walking through the wrong thing and it, and it makes us contaminated. So if you don't mind, would you, with your hands lifted, just say, Jesus, I was created in your image and your likeness. I choose to think the way you think. Your word is renewing my mind. I yield to your thoughts. I yield to the way you look at it. I give up the way I've been looking at it. And I'm going to start looking at it the way you look at it. Now decontaminate me with your Holy Spirit with the blood of Jesus and with the word of God. Restore peace, restore joy, restore happiness that I might be a light in the world. Now all across the room, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, make a choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Most of us already have. But we're just going to pray it together because this is where the detox begins, where you make the right choice to think right about God, to think right about what Jesus did, to think right about your eternity. you got to make one decision, and we're all going to pray it together. Everybody in the room, I'm just going to say, make this decision. Say, in Jesus' name, I come to you, Father. I ask you to forgive me for all my dumb mistakes, all my carelessness, all of my weakness and all of my selfishness. Forgive me. I believe what you did on the cross when you shed your blood paid the price for all my sins. And I declare according to your word I am forgiven and I am cleansed from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Lord Jesus, thank you that you didn't just die, but you rose from the dead. I believe it. Now, Holy Spirit, come and resurrect my life with joy, with peace, freedom. From this moment on, I belong to you. And you belong to me. Come on, everybody. Jesus Christ, as of this moment, you are the Lord of my life. I'll never turn back. All that I have is yours. And all that you have is mine. The Holy Spirit's changing your life. Come on, before we go, I want you to confess this with me. Just say it after me. If we have them, let's put the five confessions of the blood of Jesus. This is our detox today. This is how we're going to finish. Number one, is it up there? No? They're getting it. Well, you can say it after me then. 
By the blood of Jesus, I've been delivered from all the power of the enemy. Say it with me. By the blood of Jesus, I've been delivered from all the power of the enemy. Now I want you to say it with some attitude over your house, over your life, over your body, over your finances, over your business, over your children, over all that you have. I want you to declare that you're not under the control of the enemy. You're not under the rulership of darkness. You're under the blessing of the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Say, by the blood of Jesus, I've been delivered from all the power of the enemy. With your hands lifted, say, by the blood of Jesus, all my sins is forgiven and forgotten. Let that sink in for a second. By the blood of Jesus, I'm transformed and changed into his image. As I walk in the light, as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus is continually cleansing me from all sin. Every argument against my life, every mistake, every charge against me or my children are canceled at the cross. I declare the enemy is disarmed against me, against my business, against my finances, against my children, against my marriage. I declare the blood of Jesus is covering my life. I'm not living under the curse. I'm living under the blessing because of what he did. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I'm feeling detox, aren't you? Come on, say it. We say, by the blood of Jesus, I've been justified. And when he looks at me, it's just as if I had never sinned. Oh, we got to say it again. By the blood of Jesus, I've been justified. And when he looks at me, it's just as if I had never sinned. By the blood of Jesus, I'm sanctified and set apart for my divine purpose. Say it again. Say, by the blood of Jesus, I'm sanctified, set apart, and equipped for my divine purpose. I have more than enough to finish what God has called me to do. Today, I make a quality decision. I am detoxed. I'm going to stay detox. I'm going to keep making the right choice to think what God thinks about my life. To say what God says about my life. Thank you, Jesus. Though my sins were as scarlet, you made them white as snow. I'm cleansed. I'm free. I'm delivered. I'm blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Thank you. I'm going to live free in Jesus' name. And everybody say, amen, amen. Give me one give me a great shout, everybody. Woo!
Now I want you one more. I, I just felt this in my little tweak in my, the Holy Spirit. I want you to just lift your hands and say, in Jesus' name, I'm healed. Right now, you detox your brain, and now your body healing is flowing in your body. Healing, healing, healing. Rushing to your body. Rushing to your blood pressure. Rushing to your heart. Rushing to your brain. Rushing to your cells. The blood of Jesus and the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, rushing to that area that you were suffering and struggling, to that area of pain in your back. In Jesus' name, we release healing in your back, healing in your knees, healing in your joints, healing in your ankles in Jesus' name. We declare that every disease is absorbed by the blood of Jesus, is canceled by the blood of Jesus, and we declare you are healed and whole from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Come on, just receive, 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 receive. Peace, peace, peace. Some of you have been worried about being sick. You ain't getting sick. You ain't getting sick. Don't be worried about it. That that was in your body is leaving your body, and God is making you whole. God is making you whole. Healing is flowing in your body. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Begin to reprogram your brain. Your brain is sending healing. Your brain is sending repair to where it needs to go. God is causing, listen, he's causing your youth to be renewed, renewed like the eagles. This is what the Holy Spirit says. I'm satisfying your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm satisfied. I'm going to cause things to come into your body that's causing healing and wealth and healing and health to come into your body. Just receive in Jesus' name. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. Make it strong for your purpose. Let us live decontaminated. Let's live in the joy and the great purpose of God. We receive it. We receive the power of your Holy Spirit on our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said, can you give the Lord a shout, everybody? Woo! God bless you. Have a great day.